0: Welcome to the 20th episode of the Vintage Matches Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Johnson. On each episode of this podcast, I will pick a sporting event from history and examine it through today's lenses. For today's show, we look back on a men's basketball Olympic group stage game from 2012 between Lithuania and the USA. So far in this mini-series of USA Olympic Games, we covered one close game with high stakes and one absolute blowout with low stakes. We decided to meet in the middle for this one. Since gaining independence in 1990, Lithuania has become a basketball power the small, former Soviet state, has produced quite a few NBA players, including the father and son's Sabonis'. They first competed as an independent nation at the Olympics in 1992, where they won bronze. They qualified for the 2012 Olympics through the wildcard tournament. The USA, on the other hand, were coming off of back-to-back gold medals at the 08 Olympics and 2010 World Championships. The 08 Redeem team bounced back from their struggles in 04 and 06 with a loaded roster that brought Olympic gold back to the USA. The 2010 team was led by a transcendent performance from Kevin Durant, who went off against Lithuania in the semifinal on his way to tournament MVP honors. Durant would figure heavily on the 2012 team, as you are all about to find out. So come back with me to August 4th, 2012 in London, England, for an Olympic men's basketball group stage game between the USA and Lithuania.
1: Okay, welcome back to Vintage Matches Podcast. I'm Adam Johnson, uh, obviously joined by my brother here, Austin Johnson, who's back for fifth time. On yeah, this I think that's right. Yes.
2: Yeah been a handful now
1: yes so uh he's joined me for all of this mini series we've been done uh here on the usa olympic teams well we say usa but next week we're actually gonna do a non-us basketball game olympic basketball game uh, but this is the third in a series that we're doing on the olympics uh, basketball olympics and today we chose obviously the 2012 group stage game between lithuania and the usa
2: yeah and why why, why is that do you think specifically from like you know
1: 2012 so we definitely want to do one from 2012 right so we the gold medal game is against Spain again, but we've already done a Spain USA gold medal game. Yeah. And the 2008 game is probably a little bit better than the 2012 game. Yeah. Um, a little bit higher quality of play, although it's actually relatively close. In LeBron it's a good game. has, yeah. you know, big stretches, big plays down the stretch to end up sealing this gold medal. But um, we didn't want to repeat the matchups. And then obviously the 92 Dream Team game we chose is such a massive blowout. So we were like, let's kind of meet in the middle. Obviously, we have, yeah. and I mentioned this in the, in the intro, but we have. You know, a game with super high stakes that's pretty close. In the 2008 gold medal game, we have the '92 Dream Team game, which is pretty low stakes and a complete blowout. And then we have something in the middle here where the stakes aren't that high. It's still a group stage game. They're higher for Lithuania than they are for the USA. Yeah, um, but it's a close game. So that's kind of why we chose. It, as you guys will, it will find out here, but uh, but yeah, why did you kind of want to choose this game? Because we we kind of we kind of debated which of the 2012 USA games we want to choose and why this one.
2: Yeah, this uh, this particular time, 2012. I remember. Learning a lot about you know the the dream team the '92 team because it's the 20 year anniversary and they had the dream team doc come out the book came out uh, all that good stuff. There's also a documentary called The Other Dream Team about the Lithuania team from 1992. You know like Sarunas Marcelonis and Arbitis Sabonis. That team is awesome, and they had the Grateful Dead tie dye t shirts that they wore to that Olympics. So this is 20 years later, and this is a team that clearly takes inspiration from that 92 Olympics. You know, obviously if you're a history buff, you know, there's a lot of stuff going into Lithuania, even being able to play in the 92 Olympics and kind of the pride that comes along with it, that they kind of raised their own money to get there and little, little stories like that. And they, you know, they, they played really well and the Grateful Dead's involvement. Yes. yes yeah, yeah. The shirts are so cool. And, and then, yeah, 20 years later, yeah, <laughs> there's a parallel uh, storyline with the 92 team and how Jonas Valanciunas was, you know, coming up around that time, growing up. And by watching that team and being inspired by it, along with the dream team, and the 92 Olympics as a whole in Barcelona, you see countries sort of catching up and individuals saying, like, I want to be great in the NBA and for my country. I just think there's really cool things happening. Linus Claza is fantastic in this game. And I looked at the preliminary games, and this is the closest one. This is the team that gave us the most problems. Uh, and you could say that the game is, uh, you know, uh, from a score standpoint, closer than the gold medal game. I think Spain's better than than this Lithuania team. But they might be the third best team in, in this tournament, Lithuania. Uh, they play super well together, and I, I had a blast watching it. Yeah, yeah. And
1: it's, it's, a, it's a country that is just basketball crazy. I mean, it's yes. all- yeah, obviously it's a country of only three million people, which you know when you compare it to the USA, which is a country of you know three hundred million people. It's like that's a pretty big, big gap in terms of you know just population to choose from. But this is a very good team. This is a, this is a country that's obsessed with basketball; it's their national sport, yeah. and uh, it's kind of part of that Balkans area that just like really has kind of gravitated towards a game of basketball. And and have a, a people group that's kind of like good for it, right? It's just like like naturally really tall people you know, live in these yes. in these nations like Latvia and kind of the, you know this area of the world. Um, and there's just like unusual amount of good basketball players coming from this area. Obviously, Lithuania was a part of the Soviet Union, and so a yeah. guy like Rvius Sabonis, and martial they played for the Soviet Union yeah. in '88, and then finally get to play for their own home. country. It's like they were free in '92. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we see that a lot in soccer too, with, like the dissolution of the Soviet Union. You know, these teams, these Croatias and all these teams, Serbias that have kind of come gone yeah. to become these really good nations. Um, it's really cool. That's like the breakup of Yugoslavia. There, the Serbia-Croatia example. So, um, yeah, really cool to see. And this is this is a team who you know in their what I guess fifth or sixth Olympics is, has become an absolute force in the game. Um, and they had a you know a, a bronze medal win in 1992. Yeah. And then here they are in 2012 as, as one of the favorites, you know, aside from the USA. So Yeah,
2: and in Lithuania, the Lithuania-Croatia stuff from 92 is some of the – if it weren't for the Dream Team, that would have been the main storyline, right? You know, yeah. They're, they're, the Dream Team was just so damn good. They just destroyed everybody. But that, that Lithuania-Croatia, the kind of connections that they have, those players, and just the passion that comes behind – I'm finally playing for my actual country It is pretty inspiring. And something that, you know, like the U S team, we don't have to go through those kind of hurdles necessarily, you know, in, in the Olympic era of the world, we haven't had to go on, go through those where we have to like fight for independence in the middle of the Olympics yeah. happening. You know, it's just not that long ago that Lithuania was not a country. It's really not that long ago. I mean, yeah,
1: there's, there's quite a few players playing for this team that were born in the, the yes. Soviet union, you know, yeah. like, um, so, yeah, pretty cool to see that they're able to, you know, in their lifetime, able to kind of like support and play for this new this new nation, really, which is yeah, which is awesome. So that's part of the reason we chose this game. And also, it's just it's just a good game As we'll kind of get into, Yeah,
2: that too. When you just look down the line of, of the 2012 games, you're like, holy shit, you know, Lithuania yeah. really
1: five point game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really good. So we finished watching it here recently, so we're going to kind of get into the game itself right now. So, uh, so the starters for the Team USA, uh, we won't go, go through the whole roster because we're going to kind of talk about the guys as, as yeah. the game kind of unfolds. But the starters for Team USA were Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Tyson Chandler. Um, obviously a fantastic Not starter. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: and at this time, uh, you know, Chris Paul is obviously, he's probably the best point the, guard in the league at this time, uh, 2012. Kobe is definitely on the downslide right they had just got you know swept by the Mavs in 2011 uh you know he's and he obviously deals with some injuries uh, right after that Tyson Chandler's coming off a championship 2011 LeBron's coming off a championship and KD's coming off a finals appearance in 2012 this is such a cool kind of mix of uh you have Chris Paul uh who's like coming into his own is like one of the most dominant point guards in the league LeBron is the best player in the league Durant's about to become one of the best players in the, you know it's really cool just kind of the changing of the guard a little bit. And then Tyson Chandler at the five is is perfect. I think, I think it's hard to, to, to get it. I find a guy like that. Who's so selfless and just, just not give a shit about anything. But like, I'll catch some
1: lobs and just block shots. Yeah, like yeah. he's just such a good five right? well, yeah, for he, the Olympics he's coming off of off of the title in twenty eleven for the Mavs, but also a thirteen team All-NBA season for the mm. Knicks and a defensive player of the year. So it's like but no, this is not like a oh, I guess we gotta have a center. Let's get Tyson Chandler. It's like, no, we get to have Tyson Chandler's team. That's perfect awesome. Perfect yeah. fit. Yeah. Um, so the starting lineup is four of the first for the five first-team NBA players from 20, the yeah. 2011-12 NBA season. Obviously, LeBron is coming off of his first title and finals MVP. He's um, just kind of king of the world at this point. In terms it, of it's very best, similar you know. to
2: Jordan in 92. It just is. It's very similar to, like, this guy's clearly the best player in the league. And yeah. it's you have to take him down if you want to be the best.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously a loaded roster. And as, as you kind of see, we'll, we'll get some more guys here in a second. Uh, but the game starts, I thought the first quarter, the pace was awesome in the first quarter. Really up and down, super high scoring, as it is with a lot of these games. You know, it's like they're – and in these international games, because there's not TV timeouts, there's just a better kind of flow to the game. You know, they let mm-hmm. them play a little bit more. There's not quite as many trips to the line. Although that that seems to, it seems like these games we watch in the second half, it kind of grinds down and there's more fouls, more free throws and things like that. But I love the first quarter is really fun to watch. Well,
2: that's what's great about YouTube. Uh, you can just kind of fast forward real quick yep. th- through, through some of those little lulls. Because uh, yeah, it, it definitely grinds. But that, yeah, like you said, the opening quarter, it's the most high scoring quarter of this game.
1: and. Typically, that's that's how it goes in the Olympics. Yeah, and the, and the reason it was so close at the first quarter was Linus Klaza, who was just on fire to start the game. So people who don't know, he played for the Nuggets for a while, went to mm-hmm. the University of Missouri. Uh, was a really good NBA player, but uh, but you know steps it up a notch when he plays for his national team. And yeah, he gets more more shots. Yeah, he just gets better up a bigger opportunity. You know, this, this I think this shows. We were talking about this while we were watching the game. I think people don't quite understand how good international players are, and they look at like everything so binary. They're like, oh, but this team is like full of all stars. But in in the grand scheme of like all of the world basketball. The difference in Linus Klaze, when you when I hope people hear this right, when you're comparing Linus Klaza to Kevin Durant, to the in in the grand scheme of like every basketball player in the world, that's a very small gap. Like yeah. the gap between Linus Klaza and a high school player is gigantic. You know what I mean? Like yes. whereas the whereas the gap between Linus Klays and Kevin Durant is not that big when you compare it like to the rest of the basketball world. Yes. So but it seems like that because if you only watch them in the NBA, it's like, well, Kevin Durant's MVP of the league. It's you know, at some point like he's a leading scorer. You know like he's way better than Lina Like, Yeah, in comparison to like their NBA, you know, v- opportunities yes. and career and value and stuff like that. Sure. But when you compare him to just like everyone else in the world, like no, Linus Clays is right, right there with him. You know if that makes sense. And and I think people are gonna probably misunderstand that. But like if you if you are around basketball enough and you kind of know like I, as I'm able as I've been able to. These players are so so good. The guys who even never play in the NBA, like, but mm-hmm. you know, play an entire career in Europe. Like the level of like a EuroLeague, just like random journeyman player, is just so much better than like a, a some like all-star college players. You know, like, yes, I, I just don't think people quite grasp how good. So when when people say the world is caught up and things like that, it's like I think even that doesn't really do it justice. Just how good these players have become. These, these like these like random players on these you know national teams of of countries that have a basketball. You know, like I watched the USA Iran game. So we're recording this obviously during the 2020 Olympics in 2021, and I watched the USA Iran game where they just run them out. You know, run them out of the gym. I mean, they win by 60 points. You know, yeah. Um, and that gap is a little bit bigger because that's not a, that's not a basketball nation that's been as developed as like a Lithuania. So like, yeah, the yes. the, the, the average Iranian player and the average American player, well, that's a huge gap. But the yes. average Lithuanian player and the average American player, not yeah. as big of a gap. The, yeah, yeah. So it's like same so, as Spain, France. Yeah. yeah. So like the yeah. game is like it's not that surprising that it's close and that like the US is starting to lose some games. It's like. You know, we're comparing it by just like look. It's almost like people look at it and they're thinking it's like a two K roster, and it's like, oh, but like these have a bunch of ninety overall ratings, and these guys are a bunch of this ratings. Like that's not that binary, well, you yeah, know. And and
2: and my question always to to people uh, like they're just trashing the you know the current U.S. team for losing exhibition games and then losing to France and the prelims. It is there's 40 minutes and there's only so many possessions where you like shoot this many times. How would you divvy it up? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like well, And they don't practice. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and that, that's my, I, I will, I will kind of dog the U S team for those things behind closed doors, things where it's like, why don't we have a better system? Why don't we have guys coming back every single time the way Melo did? Why, why isn't that the case that that's where I kind of raise my eyebrow. But when you like roll the ball out, I, I mean, yeah. Who's to say that any professional can't on any day play better than KD? And that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. There is a any guy on, on their day. Yes. yes, any guy for Real Madrid can can you know on on their day like destroy an NBA defense. Yeah, that's just because they're that good. They're that talented. I mean, we, we got to do this. Juan Carlos Navarro and Rudy Fernandez with the Spain team in 08. They just fucking go right at Kobe. Like, yeah, they're I, a great players. I'm really good. Yeah. yeah, I'm really good. I play all the time. I play professionally. And it's 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 really silly and disrespectful to, to yeah,
1: to just be like we, we should just kill Lithuania. So yeah, so, so it's like we're judging <laughs> we're judging these things over like these super small you know six or eight game sample sizes when like yeah over, over the course of it what, the difference in KD and Klaza is the consistency with which KD scores and plays and is and is great. At the That's the level. difference. Yeah. That's the difference. But in a one game scenario, like. If, if Linus Lina's is on his game, there's not going to be a big gap between yeah. these two players. You As know? we just like, saw
2: in the playoffs, like Cameron yes. Payne had a couple good games. Yes, but the difference is, is this consistency. Yes, Chris Paul
1: is the better player. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's what people get caught up in. And so, and so one game can linger so long in someone's brains. Like, oh, like how how could they play? Like how could they be played so close by Lithuania? It's like it's a country of three million, and they don't they only have four NBA players on the roster. It's like, yeah. Non NBA and NBA—that's such a dumb way to look at it. It's like it should just be like good players and not good players. You know what I mean? It's like it's like no, they have twelve good players on their roster. Like whether they're in the NBA or not, they're still very good players. Like yeah, that's the part that just kind of bothers me. It's like there there are guys not playing in the NBA who have never played in the NBA, Sergio, Yule, you know, Calmiettis. You know, we'll talk about here in a second that are better than a lot of guys who have played in the NBA. Like it's not that easy. It's like. It's like, where do they rank in terms of other NBA players? Not necessarily, like, have they played in the NBA or have they not? It's like, if you played in the NBA, okay, you get a pass. like You're good. If you haven't, you suck. We should be killing you. It's like, you know, Devin Booker should kill these guys. It's like, it's not that simple. It's just not that simple. So I I always, like, get so frustrated with that. And and I think it hurts. It almost, like, weirdly, like, negatively affects the U.S. team and the the perception of them. Yes. Because you you these casual fans, like, well, how could we lose? This is an embarrassment. It's like, it's not an embarrassment to lose to a team that has, like, Great players like France, who like who do play in the NBA. It's like yeah. it, that's not an embarrassment to lose to a no. guy who's defensive player of the year three times in a row. You know, it's like that's just yeah. not that's not an
2: embarrassment. Yeah, and like and Evan
1: Fournier, they I, practice all the time together. Yeah, exactly. And Evan Fournier, I, I, this
2: and Patty Mills, and and these different guys that get, they just they're just getting more looks. They're really fucking good. So if you give them fifteen shots, they're gonna make the same percentage as they do in the NBA, probably. When they Pat, get seven shots, and Patty Mills is pretty damn good yeah. off the bench for the Spurs. So yeah, yeah it just. And it, it, for me,
1: it's like very easy to digest and be like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right, Mills is shooting 20 times this game. He's probably going to have 30. I think that, I think the, probably the, the common kind of fan just doesn't understand the, how talent, talent, basic talent distribution yeah. and, and opportunities, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, why does Cameron Payne have a great game every once in a while? Because he got the opportunity to have a great game, you know? Yes. And it's like, you know, he's given that opportunity because of what he showed in practice, what he showed in that game, and he got that opportunity. And then that opportunity gets taken away from him slowly as the playoffs move on because he, he was starting to show that he couldn't do that on a nightly over basis. Over and over. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so that opportunity, you know, it dwindles. Whereas a guy like LeBron James does it every single night, so his opportunities stay the exact same, you know? Yeah. So, like, that doesn't mean that, like that the player's not good because they no. don't have the same opportunities. Well, it's yeah, like, you,
2: can no. look, you can look at specific NBA series to even just kind of prove this point. Look at the 2016 finals. Yes. I mean, they just, the Warriors were annihilating them. Like, they are all having their day all at the same time. And it's like, yeah, but they they still are capable. <laughs> they have LeBron, Jared Smith, Kyrie Irving. Like, they're very capable of coming back and winning yeah. these games because they're all very good yeah yeah was, yeah and so yeah <laughs> so we, easy to we <laughs> count out
1: yeah people's just so so quickly and yeah i mean we can get you know more into the game but i just i it's still got even more watching this game than the yes. other games we've watched so far because i mean the spain one it's like it's not that surprising i mean palgus everyone knows what palgus hall is you know hall of fame player i mean so it's like it's not as surprising i think for people that like spain hung with the usa team and there's so clearly such a great chemistry between those two, yeah between those teams that it's like okay well that makes sense that they hung for as long as they did but this one people will probably be surprised but it's like oh they only won by five points it's like they really got outplayed. Like it's, watch it's it, like, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Watch the game. Watch yeah. It. We'll talk about it here in a second, but, um, but yeah, do you have any thoughts on the first quarter before we move on the second? Oh, I did think it was interesting that Russell Westbrook was the first sub off the bench. Yes. Yeah, it
2: was. Uh, yeah. He's rocking number seven. Just, he's just like a running back in this game. Just taking handoffs and like, just doing lots of dirty. This is my favorite kind of Russ.
1: Russ. Yeah, Reak havoc.
2: Yeah. Where he can, uh, you mentioned in the game, he gets to focus a lot more on defense and trying to like, just get tips and steals. And yeah, I occasionally I really love watching him play. And it's usually when he's around a bunch, a bunch of really good talent <laughs> where he doesn't have the ball so much. Yes. Yeah. Where well, yeah, that's, that's and, it. Yes. Yeah. When he's not just taking pull-up jumpers off of like nothing. Uh, yeah. I definitely enjoy that more. Uh, and And his defensive side, because I think he, lacks a lot in NBA games, Lack, like just doesn't try as hard as he used to when he was younger. And so I, I like watching the younger Russ just kind
1: of play a little defense. Yeah, yeah. Get after it. Yeah. Cause his defensive tools are incredible. Oh I mean, my you know, Long arms, quick hands, quick, you know, quick feet. obviously, but and he's just super strong. Well, so. and th-
2: this is one of those guys. uh he, He's one of the like American, you know, ideal, like athletes, like six, four, just like st- big, big shoulders. Just yeah. Kind of like fast as hell, strong as hell. And, and there, there's definitely times where the Lithuania players are like, holy hell. Like, this is a whole different breed of of dude just kind of coming out the rim. There's a relentlessness that he has that matches uh, Dwayne Wade, or it's,
1: there's just nothing you can really do about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so at the end of the first half, the uh, U.S. have played 11 players. Everybody yeah. except Anthony Davis had gotten in the game. They're up 55-51. Uh, I thought it was a really good second quarter for Lithuania to kind of hang tight and uh, just kind of slowly kind of chip away the lead, get a few stops. Um, and they did a really good job of not turning the ball over in that, Part of the uh, of the game, but then the rest of the game, especially the second half, they it turn gets over, wild, you know, yeah, way too much, and that's really what cost them the game. Uh, Lithuania opens the second half with a 5-0 run to take the lead, and then the USA scores seven points in about fifteen seconds. Um, it was a LeBron dunk, a LeBron three, or a KD three, and a yeah. LeBron layup yeah. um, to to kind of regain the lead. USA led 78-72 after three. So, what did you think of those kind of second and third quarters, which I thought like were played pretty much dead evenly?
2: Yeah, that, that's what the most fascinating about this thing is. they they're. they're... <laughs> It's really hard to point at like who plays better, because I think I think like Lithuania is clearly running through their sets. Like some of their plays are so intricate, so many different little back screens, and the US is just kind of it's really simple. It's very much like here's Melo on the block, space out, maybe someone will give him a little you know a little 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 screen, or there'll be like a little flare, but it's very simple. And Lithuania is doing all these intricate things, and they, they look they throw some just silly ass passes. In the middle of that, they have so many turnovers in the second half due to just kind of—I don't really know what it was. It's, it seemed like, oh man, they're 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 kind of running their stuff better than we are, and it, this could definitely go under control had it not been for yeah, just kind of careless mistakes.
1: Yeah, and then, it, it was a
2: bit frustrating because I was like, oh, I really want this to be super super close, and it felt it yeah. felt at times like US is just kind of like biding their time. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and like when, when we really need to, you know, we'll, well just kind of get a bucket or we'll get a stop or yeah. whatever. Uh but Lithuania and it hung right there for so for yeah, so long. Still. Yeah, I think that is a so there's a David's kind of a David strategy that we'll use in games sometimes when we're playing a team that's better is I actually want possessions that have less passes because like the more passes you throw against like a really kind of athletic mm-hmm. good defense, like the more chances there are for a deflection or a tip yeah. or a turnover. So it's like we actually just we just need to get a shot off repossession. Like actually, even if it's not like the very best shot possible, like I don't know. There's some kind of old school coaches like ah, oh, you know, you want to run as many things as possible. To me, like you get a better shot early in the possession. So like I, I want you know a hit ahead three. It's like hey, if you're open, shoot it. Like we're we're running plays to get you an open three. So if you get it in five seconds, then just shoot Didn't it. Like take it. Yeah, just yeah. take it. Yeah, because like we, you know, what's the point of working for 20 more seconds? Just yeah, get that, the same that happens. Shot, you know? Lithuania over and over with
2: it. It does. Pass, pass, pass. It's like beautiful ball movement, and then Kobe tips it away. Yes. it's like well, it was five too many. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then there's somewhere they get like a wide open layup. You know, yeah. so it's like there is a trade-off. Um, I think overall, when you're playing a team that's that athletic, that's that kind of good defensively, that's that locked in at times, like, I think just just get shots off, just at least get shots off to where you're at least, you know, having a chance for it to go in, not just turnovers, especially some of these live ball turnovers end up in just, I mean, the USA team is just absolutely dynamite in transition. So it's like, it's yes. just, you're not going to stop them. So um, so yeah, that was really the, the biggest biggest difference in the game. But getting into the fourth quarter, uh, Klaza gives the uh, Lithuanian team a lead, eighty two eighty with seven minutes left. A LeBron three makes it ninety to eighty six with four minutes left. Then USA gets a steal, which leads to LeBron James dunk who make, that makes it 92-86. and that kind of felt like the ball game there. I thought we were watching it obviously together, and I thought, man, that was that was the play. So there's about three fifty eight left when that happened. So, yes, um, six point lead for the USA. Uh, fin- the finishing lineup for the USA was LeBron, KD, Kobe, Darren Williams, and Chris Paul. So they go very small. Obviously, no center on the floor. No Mello at that point. Yeah, no Mello. Mello who had twenty points up to that point, but yeah. didn't play the last six minutes.
2: Yeah, that's that. That, that was that was interesting to go to go D. Will. Do you think that's just for matchup sake, or because I, 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 I don't know? I mean, Mello, I, especially in this game, seemed like seemed like the better option as far as uh, some of these Lithuanian guys are just massive. Like, yeah, yeah, big brooding guys. It worked, but I, it don't know. I don't know. Something tells something tells me that Darren Williams just doesn't belong on the
1: court. In the, those those moments, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, and Darren Williams, it wasn't like he was just like lighting it up. I mean, he you know no, he was, he was no. four for twelve. He had twelve points. You know, it's like he was playing fine. He had a couple turnovers. It's like yeah. that, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe there was just a little bit more playmaking. I think that's kind of the like the idea behind that. Yeah. Like, obviously LeBron can hold it down and like Chris playing Paul. As a center. But yeah,
2: you know, Chris Paul and LeBron as your ball handlers, I just yeah. don't in six minutes. Like, what else do you need? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that, that ha- that's like the main thing with the U.S. team that happens a lot. Speaking to Lithuania is just kind of the, the fit that they have is they Lithuania basically had two ball handlers, like key ball handlers. And then they play through Linus Kleza. The, the U.S. team is at times like you're a ball handler, you're a ball. like It's like everybody is like everybody's an ISO guy. Everybody's like, oh, I can like put stuff in my bag. It is so key to have a guy like LeBron, just like no fucking move the ball. <laughs> there are times when he's just whipping passes, he, even if he has an open shot. It's just something that's like a little bit better. It's so key to have that guy, uh, and I think this U.S. team currently is missing having him, Chris Paul or Steph Curry as a guy just keep moving the ball, even if you yeah. know you know what I mean, just constantly constantly keeping the pressure on the defense. There are times where this team uh this current team not not the 12 team this current team the 16 team where i felt like that lacked yeah yeah i guess. and, yeah. and, and there, Le- lebron is enough to just kind of like get you through that especially chris paul with him that i thought darren williams just doesn't really need to be up there See, it was, it and on defense yeah, on defense he just didn't do it for me like darren williams
1: doesn't do it for me on defense he's just like all hands and these guys were kind of have their way with him yeah and the rebounding definitely hurt the u.s at, at different times um but yeah, I don't I don't I don't really know exactly what the thing he was. But and I loved him. I loved him. I, I did too, yeah. But, but like Melo just seemed like the more natural fit. And he had yeah. played so well. That's the other yeah. thing, too. It was like it wasn't like Melo was having one of those kind of stinker points. games. Yeah, yeah, he had been our leading scorer up to that point. So that was that was a little bit of an odd decision to kind of finish that way. I don't mind them playing small, but like you're still small with Melo, you know, like yeah. LeBron's still your biggest guy. Yeah, you, know, you he, already don't he, have yeah. a center, yeah. So, so I he's
2: just chilling. Yeah. A
1: little bit a little bit strange. But so the US makes it ninety ninety nine ninety. Lithuania scores make it ninety two ninety nine. And then they don't foul. There's forty seconds left. Yeah, I and couldn't so, believe that. Yeah, you're freaking out. And I was like, that has to be a point differential thing because Lithuania actually coming into this game were one and two. They obviously dropped to one and three after this game and they have to win their last game to go two and three. And I think they were thinking there might be some point differential issues. So it's like if we foul and they run it up to, you know, 10, 12 points, like mm. every point could matter. So they go back down and score and make it 92, 94 and then don't foul again with about yeah. 10 seconds left. And okay. so which, that one made a little more sense. Like, okay, it's at five. Let's just keep it at five. To me, that had to be the thinking because there's no excuse otherwise. It's like, 40 seconds left. 7-point game. Just fat. Like, like could win. Got a chance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you're, obviously, you're shooting really well in this game. Like, they will give you the numbers here in a second. But, um, yeah, I, I thought that was a little bit strange. To me, the only answer has to be there was a point differential issue that they thought. Um, and, and real quick, let's actually, like, talk about the games leading into um, yes. this game, which is kind of, like, why, you know, it had, it had that. So, so, USA opened up uh, with a 98-71 win over France in their first game. Lithuania lost their first game to Argentina with Luis Scola dropping 32 on them. Crazy. Lithuania then beat Nigeria. Um who are the, the whipping boys of this of this uh, group? Okay, uh, well, the okay. USA beat Tunisia um, one ten to sixty three. But well, here's the next score for for, for uh, the USA. Uh, Fran- uh, Lithuania lost to France. Tony Parker dropped twenty seven in that game. Linus Kleza uh, had seventeen and seven, but they uh, fell to France. So they're obviously at that point one and two. Uh, the USA beat Nigeria one fifty six to seventy three. At the end of the first quarter, they were up forty nine to twenty five. Yeah,
2: the yeah. first quarter, they this, score 49 points. That's the, that's the Carmelo show. Yeah, yeah
1: Carmelo sc- drops 37. Um, three after three after three. Yeah, yeah, it's just absolute barrage. That's a fun one to watch if you just want to watch a blowout. Um, yeah, yeah. They win the second half, 78 to 28, the second half. The, the USA does, which is just Gosh. nuts. Um, but uh, but Yeah. Uh, then, so then obviously this game, Lithuania, France, uh, Lithuania and USA, uh, and their final matches, uh, USA beats Argentina and Lithuania beat Tunisia to advance. So, uh, Lithuania does go through to the knockout rounds in fourth place out of the group. So in this, at this point, it it was two groups of six, uh, in this format and the top four would advance after. after Yeah. And Lithuania just sneaks
2: in at fourth place. Yeah. Yeah. Going to, again, this is just more to what we were saying is that on any given day, they can lose to, you know, Lose to France. Yeah, and on any given day they can hang with the U.S. They can know? get
1: beat pretty badly by Argentina. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So, Yeah, it's like that. That's yeah. That's the thing is like it's it's just difference in consistency. So, um, so yeah. So that's kind of you know what was going on in this game. Obviously, the USA goes on to win the gold medal. Um, they beat Spain in the in the gold medal game in 2012. Another really good. This game is the closest watch, but game but, yeah.
2: on the scoreboard.
1: It is. It's, yeah, it's the closest finish that they had. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously they had some huge blowouts in the group stage, uh, and and played really well in the quarterfinals and the uh, semifinals, oh, being, yeah. being Australia and then Argentina. Uh, smacked Argentina. So yeah, which was you know, some revenge for 2004, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, really, really fun tournament. I mean, I, I have very vivid memories of the 2012 tournament just watching a lot of the other teams too. Like I, I obviously enjoyed watching uh, the USA team, um, but as you know, someone who grew up in San Antonio and you know called myself a Spurs fan, especially at that time was even more so into it. You know, there's games where France and Argentina play and it's like, and but the guys who just yep. you know, led us to championships and conference finals appearances galore and still Our had playing. a
2: championship to win
1: yes and so which won is them. amazing yes. which yes. is amazing to think about I, I love thinking about about the, the
2: the past of these guys careers and then like what's what's about to come like on the horizon
1: and yes. For Parker Genova, it's still one of their best moments ever. Yeah. So what's about to come? That kind of leads us into our, our little uh, chat about the Lithuania team. Um who is on this Lithuania team? I think that's that's maybe you know something people yeah. would want to know. Linus Clays obviously leads all scores in this game with 25 points. He was you know, easily their best player. Uh Martinez Poshis had you know a cup of coffee in the NBA at different times. Serena a a European legend, like all time great player in Europe. Did play a couple of years in the NBA, played yeah, yeah. for the Pacers for a bit. Just an um,
2: awesome leader. Like, yes. It just has has there, there's a control, even like when he has a turnover, it's like, no, like yeah. next possession, next possession. And, and he, is,
1: he has become a head coach now in the League, and yeah, uh, I know with Barcelona me. and other teams. Uh, uh, Mentis Calnietis was, the, was a point guard. Darius Sangaila came off the bench. He played for, uh, for the Wizards for a bit. Uh, people will kind of remember him. And then Jonas Valanciunas um, yep. starts the game. He obviously had gotten drafted by the Toronto Raptors and was about to make his debut. He you know plays in this Olympics and then he starts his rookie year yes. a couple months later. So, um, JV. So, so definitely some names that people know. I mean, you know, Valanciunas has had a really nice career so far. So um, so yeah, so that was it. Anything on the Lithuania team? I yeah, no, I, I very much respect this team. They have uh
2: they have there's a cohesion that that's kind of kind of intoxicating. I love watching teams that are obviously on, on paper just out outmanned, outmatched. But I, I just love watching teams just kinda like figure out a game plan. I love watching it in soccer more than basketball, but in basketball it's a totally different totally different kind of vibe when you have five guys like locked in in the same same idea. And again, there's only it's only so much time, so only so many possessions only so much space on the court. Like you have to play, you know, like we're, we're here to play. And I love Lithuania's attitude uh, as they kind of struggled some games in this. And then it, I, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget when a team shows that kind of shows that kind of heart and shows that kind of just talent uh, against, against the U.S. I, I have a lot of respect
1: and I'm glad we chose this game. Yeah. And Lithuania, they were coming off a bronze uh, medal at the uh, 2010 FIBA world championships, which was the KD led USA team, which ended up winning the the gold medal uh, there. So uh, so yeah, this is not like some slouch like we talked about. They're, they're a contender. They have become a fixture on the international stage. Um, they obviously did not make this current Olympics uh, thanks to the Olympic qualifying tournaments that they had, kind of the mini ones they had yeah. really earlier in the summer. So they did miss out on these current Olympics, and, and they're in a bit of a transition period probably right now. You know, a lot of these guys kind of stayed and kept playing for years and years and years. The you know the Kalnietis and all those guys, Jazikasovitch. Uh, but once he retired, and kind of like there needs to be kind of a new wave yeah. of uh, Lithuania players, which were which seems to be waiting on. But uh, but the, a pedigree that strong that's gone from '92 to you know 2012 here you got to expect that they will kind of continue to develop pretty yes. good players. So, um, so yeah, so some final stats to kind of talk about the game here. Here are just some things that uh, stood out to me. Uh, the Lithuania, obviously 23 turnovers to only USA's nine. That was a, you know, a huge, huge portion of the game. USA goes 10 of 33 from three, obviously terrible there. Lithuania was seven of 16. So it's interesting that they shot twice as many threes. I was Lithuania. Uh, USA took 14 more shots, 79 to 65 and only won the game by five. So that really tells you that aside from the turnovers, the kind of floor game and kind of like, you know, just outplaying like, like Lithuania just shot much better. They got yep. higher quality looks They you know, they just did a better job of kind of generating good offense. They just turned the ball over too much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. Better efficiency from free throw line, three point line, all those things. Uh, and, and it makes you wonder like, like, what would happen if this team, these two teams played a series Would the games look just super different every time. Probably. You yeah. Know, would Lithuania, would, would Lithuania be able to be consistent Enough, and would U.S. adjust and be like, "Hey, we let's just let's just shoot a lot more threes But in this game, I think they go. What is it, nineteen for thirty-one? U.S. from three?
1: No, no, ten of thirty-three. Turn of
2: thirty-three. Yeah, yeah thirty-three. Like that's yeah, that's, that's about on par effect. with what you're doing now. You know, yes. in, in the NBA now, uh, in the, the current landscape, and, and it just makes you wonder. Like, uh, you got to take those smarter, or what is it? You know, uh, I, I felt as though there were some some forced ones. You know, like late in the shot clock, good defense from Lithuania you know, Kobe or Durant has to just kind of jack it up, but you would think, you think like if you're putting up that many, that many threes that you'd be confident, you'd be confident enough. And, in the and looks then, you're getting. Yeah. 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 And, the, and then being good shots. And it just felt like a lot of the times that it wasn't the best shot. Uh, whereas Lithuania, they probably should have shot more. They probably should have taken, like yeah. you said, more possessions early in the shot clock, but Hey, they kind of knew what they were doing. So it's, they it's did. tough. It's, yeah, just, they did. it's a really cool game to kind of just look at and dissect and, Th- this sport that we love so much is is gray is a lot grayer than people want to want to you know admit uh I, they, they think it's just down to this and that or you know this guy showed up this guy didn't but no and you really look at it like you said lithuania probably has an argument on the court like on the floor they might have played better in action but there's some some things and some you know little statistics that just aren't in their favor and yeah that's not the only
1: part of the game yeah, really? yeah. so
2: and that, that all together is the game of basketball and so it's really fascinating i it felt felt like you could really uh, exercise your nerdiness while watching this game. If Definitely, you're, yeah. If you're a big basketball fan, of just kind of like, huh, how did this even occur?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And when you look at the stats, and then you see the final score, and you and then you watch it, and you're like, man, that was just a
1: good ass game. Yeah, it's really just the turnovers. Yeah, that's really the yes. the biggest difference. The, is it twenty yeah, three? Yeah, yeah, twenty three to yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talk about you know as coaches like we we had a, uh, some sayings last year. Where you, so there are kind of four major factors that you kind of want to like that factor into winning. Like sometimes you know one means more than others in certain mm-hmm. games. And there are a lot of games that we play. We, had, we lost a lot of close games last year. And there are a lot of games we played where like, our offensive efficiency was, efficiency was about the same as theirs. Our defensive efficiency, pretty much the same. You know, we generated, you know, similar looks. It's like the difference was turnovers or free throws. Usually turnovers, free yeah. throws are like a big kind of swing thing. Like there were games that we won because we just shot better from the free throw line. And there are games that we lost because we just turned it over a couple more times. It's like, yep. you know, for the possessions we got, we shot the same percent, you know, yes. efficiency as they did. They just got a couple more extra possessions because we turned it over too much, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of, that's kind of you know, almost like a hidden thing. We talk about those kind of factors in winning. Um, you know, Melo LeBron, obviously, so that's me for the, for the USA team. They both score 20 points. Uh, and this guy's a little scores with 25. Yeah. Um, let's get into the categories now uh, that we do here on uh, Vintage Matches. So the first thing is the strategic trend that stood out. Um, I'll go first on this one. And I think that the, uh, it, it, the small ball era is fully upon us. It feels like this felt like such a modern game as opposed to the, the first two we watched, even in 08. Like, oh, yeah. oh, it was like kind of like the last kind of knockings of the of the kind of like two bigs. And playing some, Mark
0: and Powell. Yes, yeah, yeah to kind <laughs> of together
1: thing. And it's like you watch this game and you're just four years later and it's like, man, you know, we're coming off of the heat, having Bosch injured for a lot of the playoffs, coming back and playing as a stretch five and the heat opening it up. You know, Eric Spolster talked about he went to Oregon and he watched the Oregon football practice to figure out how he, you know, Work his offense a little bit better. You know, he's, he's got this quarterback in LeBron. How do I, you know, give him more space and stuff like that? And it just like translates right into the Olympic game. And it's yep. like the U.S. finishes without a center. They only have one center on the roster that they brought, obviously Tyson Chandler, and he only plays eight minutes. You know, and uh, you know Jonas Valanciunas, same thing. The two starting centers, Jonas Valanciunas and Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler plays eight minutes for the U.S. Valanciunas nine, four yeah. Lithuania. Now a couple other centers played for Lithuania, so that's not you know totally, um thing. But it's interesting that just yeah, even in 2012, yeah. it's like yeah, we're just not playing centers that much anymore.
2: No, yeah, no Anthony Davis, obviously. Uh you have Kevin Lovett plays some minutes. Uh and, and it, I mean, what what really is all you have to look at is it, when it gets to, you know, the the you know last five, six minutes of the game, like you said earlier, LeBron's LeBron and KD are the biggest dudes on the court. Yeah. at six yeah. ten and six eight. Like they're they're they are the bigs, you know, and there's no Melo, there's Kobe and Chris Paul and Darren Williams. It, it is very much uh, hey, if you have the pieces, this is the way to go. And and I think some teams ran with that and didn't have the right pieces throughout the past decade and have like completely fucked, (laughs) fucked over their kind of philosophy and their, their what they're doing. And some teams it's, it's, it's worked extremely well and still works today. Uh, Yeah.
1: The Warriors really blew it open, Yeah, but it was starting before they even.
2: It was, it was really the person it's, it's LeBron and, and Durant too. If you want to unlock them, they they need to be the power forward. If you yeah. really want to unlock them, if you and then in some cases the center, you know, yeah, you, for
1: Bosch or AD
2: or yeah. you know, someone like that. Yeah. yeah exactly. Draymond, you know. Yeah. yeah. If you really want the best out of them, like you 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 just see it. You see that LeBron uh being the best player probably for the past 20 years, uh, he he like struggles at first to kind of like find his shot and find like his spacing with the Cavs because they had a bunch of giants on the court next to him. Yeah. And then later on in his career, when he, like you said, has that space like a quarterback with Wade on his side and Mike Miller, you know, and Shane Battier and Chris Bosh. Like, yeah, the dude has tons of space and is able to do whatever he wants and operate. And he's really, you know, a lot of people point at Steph Curry. Like he changed the game. Yes. He changed the game as far as uh, what people are willing to do for, for shooting. But LeBron to me is the guy who's like, you have to play this way to beat me. And to beat me means you're the champion. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, like th- like that's how good he is. That's how how transcendent he is. And it change, really is that simple. It changes. Yeah. yeah. You beat me, you're the champion. Or I'm just the champion. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to be in the finals. So yeah. figure out a way to to combat me because we're gonna uh, we're gonna run the shit out of this and shoot a lot of threes. And like that's how I'm best is passing the hell out of the ball and then just beating people one on one over and over and over. And now teams are figuring that out. And sometimes it works. Uh, and it. It sometimes it works in stretches, like for the Miami Heat. Worked really well for Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio and then you know Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson. And yeah. then we saw actually you guys probably need a couple more different pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, then we see other teams kind of like, oh, you know, kind of pick it up. We see the Nets. Holy shit, they're playing KD, Joe Harris, James Harden, and Kyrie at the same time. This is nuts. But if it, if you have the right pieces, it is the way to win. It is the way to, to play. Giannis playing at the four. I mean at the five. Yeah. I, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that's really you put the five down the stretch in the finals. And you know, that, yeah, that's that's why they yeah it's like all right well now you have, everything else. now you have to put eighton on me and yes good luck because you're fucked at the rim yes yeah. and, and that's like it's that it's kind of that simple like yeah but,
1: but the difference is you have to have the players
2: yes you you know, not have to, to yeah, us. yeah you yeah. have to have the pieces and ultimately you have to have a steph or giannis or lebron or whoever you know to yeah. win a title so it yeah it's it's super interesting and if you want to hang with the us Lithuania's is like we'll do the same thing we'll we'll just play play these guys are all like six five six six and. Just see what we can do.
1: Yeah. And yeah. France did it just here, you know, in, in, yes. in a, couple, a couple nights ago, obviously here in, in 2020, 2021. bare and a bunch of, yeah. Yeah. go bear because there's no defensive three seconds. He can sit in the paint. Yep. Really have, you know, use his, all of his value. And then you just surround him with, with wings, you know? And it's like, that's, and just go. You know, it's like, that's really. Guys, you can is, switch so. yeah, and change. Yeah yeah. 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 So pretty cool. Uh, okay. Random observation from the broadcast. This can be super quick because we watch this on the Olympic channel on YouTube. And. Awesome quality. But. The sound is off by like three seconds. Yeah. It's really annoying. Maybe that's not, a, maybe that was not a problem with everybody, but like, I, I mean, yeah, it's, but John Amici is on the call. Um, I know. And yeah, yeah. It's like, English, I, would, I would
2: like to, John Amici. I, I would like to hear this. <laughs> there are a couple times where yeah, you, you got like a brown J and I couldn't yeah. really, I didn't, cause we had the volume down. Cause it's like, oh, this is fucking annoying. Yeah, Cause the
1: sound is three seconds fast. Yes. So like you can hear like, like, a shot like hitting the rim or going in, and the crowd reacted to it before it would happen. Yes. On, our, on our video stream, and we're like, "Oh, well, that's terrible." So yeah, we ended up putting it down to like you know two or three. Yeah, you know, it's
2: not volume. it's not fun on like a you know LeBron James fast fast break, and you hear it, burr, burr,
1: yeah, you're like, "Wait, he gets fouled." <laughs> yeah, you know, where, where is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we obviously didn't watch much uh, of the broadcast or hear much of the broadcast. But so. but but you know what's funny about
2: these Olympic Channel ones is the uh they don't have you know proper commercials. So, like, the halftime is just slow-mo action shots of, yeah. you know, LeBron hitting a shot or Chris Paul
1: or Linus Klaza. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, there's just no ads. I mean, it's just, like, it's basically, like, the home broadcast, the host broadcast with just, like, none of the, like, actual, like, whatever station it was on, you know, yeah. like, locally, like, showing anything. So, yeah, it's just, like, it's just, like, the feed. So, it's, like, just the camera just in the arena, just, like, watching the them whole time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh-huh. And,
2: and that provides a cool look at, you know, the Lithuania uh, huddles. And you're, like, oh, sure, man. Sure, yeah. Yeah. it's
1: literally literally
2: like a culture shock when you' you're watching these guys uh, like we have no idea what they're saying. Yeah you know <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love that stuff. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I care a lot more about that stuff you know uh, when I'm watching the Olympics because I' don't, I don't get it. I don't get it when I'm watching NBA. And you know you and I are huge you know football uh, soccer fans. So that's a huge part of the, that game that we fall in love with is the guys everybody communicates differently and speaks different languages and has to learn each other's language to to properly play well together. And I love thinking about that that aspect of these dudes are saying things that like LeBron can't even,
1: yeah,' there's no even idea. if you went to the yeah.
2: huddle and was trying to like hear in, like you just have no shot. and that's so cool that they're playing on the same court that that aspect of Olympics and you know just like friendly competition between two nations is so cool that that is definitely the coolest part,
1: yeah, yeah, I do that too, but basketball is a universal language, but yeah uh, but anyway uh, it, it, it can be it can be with the right be, guys yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, which uh, jersey would you get of any of the players who played in this game? Oh man, um,
2: U.S. jerseys are okay. the 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 shorts look like practice shorts. Yeah, they're wearing their navy
1: blue. Yeah, ones. I think the white ones look a lot better. The
2: white ones do look a lot better. The the Lithuania jerseys, however, are very nice. Both Nike. Yes, I, I like. They're wearing the white ones with kind of you know green accent, green green lettering, and there's kind of like a a graphic on the back. There's somewhere there's a sword. You know, yeah. I, it just looked <laughs> it looked really cool. Um, but I. But, you know, um, if I were going to get one like just at the store, it would probably be USA one, right? So for, for this team, you know, I, I chose Chris Paul uh, when we did 08. And I chose Chris Mullen when we did... Uh, 92. 92. For this one, I, I was raving about my, my man Ty Chan earlier. And I think Ty Tran is like one of the kind of unsung heroes of uh, not just this team, how he kind of was awesome off the bench as far as just like screaming. You could hear him just screaming, yelling stuff all the time everybody clearly got along with him and that's like a huge, that's a huge deal. When you're, when you're a guy who's like, Oh, I'm going to come in and start and only play eight minutes. You gotta be cool. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) That has to be a cool guy. I think Tyson Chandler is going to be very underrated as time goes on. I agree. I think people are going to forget how damn good he was, uh, at at his peak. You know, the, the stuff with David West and and Chris Paul in new Orleans, spectacular. I love that he won a championship with Dirk and Jay Kidd and Sean Marion and those guys. And I, I love the New York Knicks, his run with the New York Knicks, uh, really wish that team could have pushed through. Uh, and so he's kind of one of those, one of those dudes. Um, yeah, that'd be a really cool Jersey. Um, I'm going to yeah. remember forever. And, and he's, um, uh, he's a guy I read a lot about, uh, in the book, play their hearts out. He went to, uh, in Compton. Dominguez. Yeah. Dominguez. He went to Dominguez high school, uh, skipped college. And there was a lot of, there was like a whole chapter about him in that book. And he just fascinated me. He, he fascinated me on the front of like, uh, I really just want to play basketball. Like people are just sending him shoes and stuff and trying to entice him to come play for this AU team, this AU team. And he's like, I, I just want to play. Yeah. I really just want to play. I, I eventually want to get to that like highest stage, but like, I, I just kind of want to just play. And it, I, I don't know. I, I really have respected him since I yeah, I was like 14 when I read that. And I just have kind of loved the guy ever since. So I do. He's number four, right? Yes. That's like my least favorite single digit number. Uh, for many reasons, mainly I couldn't stand J.J. Reddick at Duke when I was a kid. I love J.J. now. Yeah. But that that four, for some reasons, has stuck with me. Yeah. Has yeah. stuck with me.
1: <laughs> but you can put up with it for the Tyson for Tai Chan for Tai Chan
2: yes. i could put yes. up with it uh, well, yeah definitely one of my favorite centers uh of, of my era of watching basketball. so for, so
1: we're talking kind of favorite numbers so i wore number five in high school so mine would be uh, yeah i would get uh mantis kalnietis for uh lithuania i think a number five what jersey. yeah that'd be so cool what a what a random jersey that would be just he, walking around he, in that people like who is that yeah well and, and like the uh, real ones know yeah
2: yeah <laughs> and he's he looks like kind of like uh he looks like a really good like guy you see at like a church like you're like oh, yeah shit yes yeah. ankle guy's, socks that guy's really tall yeah. yeah he doesn't wear it looks like he's not wearing <laughs> socks and this is the era of triple quadruple roll them over lebron like looks like he has yeah. another leg <laughs> yeah. and, and and darren williams i remember i was like dude it looks like he has ankle braces on because his socks are th- so thick and he's like no nah. yeah. <laughs> he, I, t- I said while we were watching he reminds me of thomas Mueller for Bayern munich and from germany yeah, uh, Thomas Mueller always wears his the low socks. his really low socks where yes. his like shin guards are showing, <laughs> and he just looks like a doof. Like, yeah. and, I, and I, yeah. I love that.
1: I love, and him then that. he goes on balls. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, just
2: scoring goals, always in the right spot. And this guy it reminded me of him, where it's like this guy's just kind of a freak in his own way. He's yeah. just playing kind of to his own little beat, and and I love that. And then Lennus Kleiza, the number eleven. Yeah, such a clean jersey. Oh, he was just so good, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be really cool. And we got to see him quite a bit play with the, with the Nuggets. Uh, I got his towel after a game one time. Yeah. And yeah, I, he was he was fantastic. And and you had a a friend who went to Mizzou while he was there. I did, yeah, yeah. And he would always rave about, oh, dude, this guy
1: would, like, just carry us through yeah. games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Lithuanian sensation. Yeah. Uh, okay, did the right team win? Tricky question for this <laughs> one.
2: I, I'm going to say yes, just... Oh, man, it's hard, though. When you really watch the game, it's just kind of a toss-up. And, and I wouldn't be... You know, it, it, it could go either way. But I do think when a team turns the ball over that many times, you just you can't win.
1: Yeah. yeah. You just can't. Unless you shoot the lights out, which they, they do. They basically do. <laughs> they just still, yeah. So yeah, I, I put no, and I was like, yeah, but like, yeah, turnovers are one of the main factors of the game. So it's like, yeah. I can't really like, yeah, it's like, but it's like the only loss of the three factors or the four factors of winning, usually, you know, they they won three of them, three of the four, but that yeah. the one they lost so badly that... You know, overshadowed all the rest, of and they of the, they
2: win two quarters.
1: They do. They yes. actually win two quarters. Yes. It, it, this is a good game. This is. This it's is well a, worth a watch if people, yeah, just just the hardcore basketball fans, just like just to look back at some of the players too. Obviously, get, you know, get to see Kobe play. You know, it's like obviously that's always a treat. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do that much. much he
2: more, so. he elbows Valanciunas in the throat. On a yeah, it's it's not on purpose. Yeah, he's going up for a layup. Yeah, yeah he's going. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. And, yeah. and thank God, like his his armband was like right there. Yeah, because uh, Kobe we wear that, that like elbow one, and he just.
1: Nails Jonas Valanciunas on a drive, <laughs> and he's on the ground holding his neck like he just yeah. Got. When we watched it, we were like like ah oh, okay you know whatever like he's just grabbing his neck, and then they show a replay and it's like no he's absolutely hammered yeah
2: like straight to the jugular yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nasty
1: <laughs> yeah you're <it's>, crazy uh, <laughs> one of the craziest plays of the game MVP of the game Linus Glazer. Linus Glazer. that's exactly and, what I oh put or it.
2: LeBron because LeBron in the fourth quarter yeah yikes yeah it's like exactly. yikes, yikes, yikes. yikes yeah.
1: I'm the best player. I'm in close
2: he has night. like nine points in, uh in like a what three minutes? Three minutes stretch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from the
1: four-minute mark to the one-minute mark. He scores nine points and puts the game away. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's and it and there's one that's this three that's just like ah, I I'm doing this. It's just classic LeBron, what he's been doing for the past decade. Just I, I'm just gonna pull up and see what happens. And then he has the dunk off of the turnover, and then KD gets it and throws it like from half court to oh man. yeah,
1: that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, really cool. KD. KD is is so much fun to watch at this time too. Uh, like him and Harden, this before they just explode. I mean, I, Durant's a, you know, a, a, you know scoring, 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 scoring champion, champion yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. three time All-Star at this point. But he there's something about him, like right before he became MVP, and like I might be the best player in the league, which now he has, you know, he has an argument now and has had for the past few years. It is really cool to see him kind of not looking up to Kobe and LeBron on the court. But you can tell he's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's one when, when LeBron hits the three and he's kind of like, let's go. Katie's the first guy to go and like high five. I'm like, dude, like, and that's got to be amazing. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. You just, you just woke my ass in the finals. Like, I, I yeah. mean, <laughs> how can you not just kind of be awestruck, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. There's there's a bunch of little things like that, like in the in this game, you know, watching you know Russ and KD obviously, and yes. Harden, you know, like all these guys, you know, their teammates. Still well, been, that that yeah, you know, Iguodala, uh, Iguodala gets traded during the Olympics, you know, to, to the Denver Nuggets. So um, there's Russ, the Dwight Howard trade during the Olympics. Russ, so. Harden, and
2: KD, watching them, it's like they should be on the same.
1: That was crazy, Fucking yeah. Team, they all win MVPs. Yeah, I and mean, there's just so many things like that. You know, we we went to this little project. Where we're adding up all of the teams, the collective championships of each of the U.S. gold medal winning teams yeah. since the Dream Team, and the Dream Team has the most, but. You know, it's like this 2012 team has a lot, you know, so it's like, it was just like fun little, you know, things to do like that. And it's like, you can't really do this with any of the other teams. It's like, these are such crazy collections of talent. And, and yeah, they don't play perfect basketball all the time. And there's times it's like the offense is a little simplistic, but it's still, it's still really cool to watch this many talented players all play together and like, you know, make plays. And, you know, yeah, Kobe to LeBron, LeBron to KD. It's like, that's just like, you never see that except on the the team USA. So it's really, really cool to see. Chris, 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 Paul and KD have like a wonderful
2: pick and roll. like Chemistry. And there's one huge dunk that KD has off, kind of like a nice little pocket pass from Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, Man, <laughs> that's special. Yeah, and that, again, that's, if you're a basketball nerd, this is a good game to kind of just geek out geek out and watch. Now, who's missing from this team? Dwayne Wade, obviously. Dwight Howard.
1: And Chris Bosh. Yeah, yeah, I see those are the main yeah, three. But are, are there any players we're missing that were like at the peak, you know, kind of at the peak of their powers? That, that... Not really. No, I mean, because they got, they got the main few. You know, I mean, like I so said, they have four of the five, first team all NBA players, Dwight Howard is the one missing. Um, yeah. That's obviously the one that you would probably add. Um, and then anybody else that's like at the peak or whatever, they're, they're foreign. You know, it's like Derek, obviously, you know, yeah. Parkers and things like that. But they're all foreign players. So um, no, American players, no. It's, I would say, yeah, I would say Wade, Bosh, and Dwight Howard are the three that like would make this just like an unbelievable group if you could add those three. Well, because um, you would take out Anthony Davis for like Chris Bosh. Yeah, the other two are cuts are pretty difficult. Probably James Harden at this point.
2: Yeah, you take for D-Wade. For, for Wade, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At this point, that, definitely. That's
1: pretty easy, yeah. yeah. And then Dwight for... Oh Chandler. Boy. I mean, it might probably be Chandler. If you only want one center on the roster. Yeah. You know, one true center on the or, roster. Or, or like Iggy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Iggy's...
2: You gotta have guys like that. You gotta yeah, have like yeah. little
1: like Tayshaun Prince
2: in 8 You gotta have those random glue guys who are just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I just want to have fucking. Well, NFL. and by all accounts, Dwight Howard is a little bit difficult in 08, and that's why they weren't like so enthusiastic. About and he he had been injured. He missed. He missed. Shocking. The, yeah. yeah, 2012 playoffs, and so you know that obviously there's that too. But yeah, I think I think most of the guys were a little bit burnt out on Dwight at this point. But um, yeah, it's, it's still an amazing team. I mean, the 2012 team. You know, when you stack it up, especially when you look at like what Anthony Davis has become, what James Harden has become what they've become since that team is just as impressive as what they were before and during. So um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a ridiculous collection of talent that, that, you know, thankfully won the gold here as American fans here talking about them. Um, anything else in this game?
2: No, no. Uh, Darren Williams, I'm sorry. We kind of, or I kind of, you're a two-time gold medal winner. So yes, yeah. Really you're cool.
1: fantastic, and you contributed a whole lot to both those teams. For sure, and and, and a great point guard. I mean, he yeah. really was. On his day, he was just you know one of the best point guards in the NBA for a long stretch. Oh, and,
2: so. he, and he was the guy who made you think twice about Chris Paul. It's like,
1: yes, actually, for a time.
2: when they play yeah. head-to-head, Yeah, Durham kind of kicks his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a time where that was true. And, and, and then, and then uh, Tony Parker always was in that conversation, and, of course, Steve Nash. Yeah. But as far as those young guys of that kind of generation – I, I always was pro CP, but when they, it, it's true. When
1: they went head to head, Darren would like take it to him. Yeah. And it seems, and Darren seems usually one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. It's just what Chris Paul has become. His post prime is uh, so much yeah. better. I mean, obviously Darren, Darren has been out of the league for four or five years. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
2: I'll, we'll never really know, but yeah. what exactly happened? Cause you, you would think all the tools he has would just keep giving him, you know, places. Cause he's such a good three point shooter. C- yeah. Can create his own shot. Good passer. Yeah. yeah. You would think he'd be able to be like, you know, be on an NBA team like it's you know, until he was thirty eight.
1: But Yeah, but it's just a mentality thing. You know, there's guys who just wanna keep playing and want, you know, do all it takes to to make like that yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's why they last for so long but uh but yeah our last uh of this series the last game of the series we're gonna do a non-us game from 2004 that's the last time the usa Whoa. did not win the gold yeah. medal so we will talk about uh one of the argentina games don't know if it's gonna be the the gold medal game yet but we're gonna talk about one of the argentina games of their run to the gold medal in 2004 really really excited for that obviously that's you know as, as monoginoli fans uh, as big of monoginoli fans as we are very excited about that one so that'll be the last of this series and then we'll move on to another sport uh we'll talk about one that we haven't done yet so uh we've done all just soccer and basketball so far and it'll it'll lean that way on this podcast but uh, but it'll be time for something new so hell yeah. uh, be looking out for that uh, we got one more on this olympic um olympic uh, series and then and then yeah on to the next onto the next sport so you got anything else over this one no that's it yeah
2: just uh hope that, again youtube 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 youtube
1: just yeah go learn go yeah, learn we, we do these podcasts so that people can learn what we've learned about this. And then we want people to go learn for themselves. Yeah. And maybe um, they just
2: disagree with some of the stuff we said.
1: For sure. That's fantastic. And we want to give context. You know, I think that's a really important thing when you talk about kind of the history of the game and things like that, give context, what was happening at the time, what, you know, what happened right after what happened right before all that stuff. I think that's really important. So that's, that's why we're doing this. So I hope you guys are enjoying listening to this as much as we are researching it um there we go nailed it uh, so yeah be looking out for the next episode uh coming uh to you every friday uh at, like clockwork from now on so every single friday we'll be back with more vintage matches podcast so signing off for austin johnson i'm adam johnson thanks for listening peace